The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice American Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me, I'm a, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go a little bit you know, off the radar here. I'm going to tell you what matters to me. What matters to me is that this morning, Sage Steele knocked it out the park. This morning, Sage on ESPN, on the Big Boy Show, Sage interviewed Pop. She did everything except her Beyonce. You know, it was a training day special. She just didn't drop the mic. I'm telling you, I've never seen, particularly, uh, you know, I'm not being sexist, but, you know, it always appears that, you know, in order for women to be on TV, you know, they, they have to, you know, sex has to sell. Let me tell you that this woman just did everything you would expect from what the standards are in terms of how women should be involved in sports journalism. And I will tell you, she had her hair in a ponytail. She had her glasses on. She had on a little jacket. She was extremely casual, but she was as professional as you possibly could be. And I am telling you, it is one of the greatest interviews I've ever seen. I mean, it actually was, you know, a sports version of training day. And as I said, she got her Beyonce on. The only thing she didn't do was drop the mic. Sage still matters to me. And for those young women out there that are interested in becoming a part of the sports world, you need to look at Sage Steele. She got it going on. I'm telling you, she knocked it out the box. Never have I seen somebody take control of an interview the way she did this morning with Pop. And, and let me say, Greg Popovich is not the easiest man in the world to interview he actually, and he even complimented her because she was extremely thorough in her preparation. Noticed something about his program that he had to deal with that perhaps maybe the average person out there with the new acquisition that he has of Aldrich may not have really thought about it much. Not only that, she went on to say, and he had to reveal the fact that, hey, I sold this program to a young man that now it may extend the stay of which I anticipated prior to this offseason. Maybe beyond Timmy Duncan, who may be leaving. Greg may be there longer than we thought. But Pop, I'm telling you, Pop will give it to her, too, because she did it. And I'm telling you, it's one of the greatest, most professional interviews I've ever seen. And I'm going to tell you, the lady just handled it like she was just like, (laughs) I got to say this. She was like my man, Stuart Scott, said. She was as cool as the other side of the pillow. Sage Steele, that's what matters to me. Listen, that, she, she, she is a, an inspiration and a role model to man or woman. If you want to know how to do an interview with one of the greatest coaches that ever coached the game and continues to coach, 
And to, to handle that interview like, I got this. That's what Sage did. Chef Julian is going to be joining me here in a while. I, for some reason or another, it may be a little bit of technical difficulty or it may be something uh, uh, to do with what's going out there in the Hall of Fame city because that's you know that's where he calls in from. Uh, but Chef Julian will be joining us um, you know, a little bit uh, later here. This is week four of the National Football League season. Can you believe this? I mean, a quarter of the season will be over with at the conclusion of this week. I, I know there is some surprises in this season, uh, the way it has gone so far. I'm, I'm certainly surprised. There are a couple teams out there that have surprised. I'm going to say that the Arizona Cardinals have definitely surprised me. I've always felt that the Arizona Cardinals had a good deep. They always have a good defensive team. Larry Fitzgerald has, has been a solid performer. Uh, the production out of that position is always there. But by the way, you know, Larry's on, on the you know, upper end of the senior citizens list when it comes to the National Football League, particularly a wide receiver. But Larry Fitzgerald and also Steve Smith are producing like they're rookies. They playing ball like they rookies, just playing, you know, out of their minds. They both playing great football, but those Arizona Cardinals, they're they're playing at a level of which it looks like Super Bowl level. It looks like they could they could possibly challenge the Arizona Car. I mean, the the Seahawks, the Arizona Cardinals could challenge the Seahawks coming out of this division. You know, maybe winning this division in the NFC. Is that possible? Well, if it is, then that means there's another hot team that they're going to have to be. That's the Atlanta Falcons. Don't tell me you saw it coming with the Atlanta Falcons. Really? I doubt you did. But I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to talk about what you did see and what he did see with Chef Julian, who is now joining me. Chef Julian, what's happening out there? What's cooking in the Hall of Fame city? Well, you know, not... Not not things good this week, you know. I mean, college <laughs> standpoint, Ohio State got the win. I mean, but judging from a person who wants to see them succeed again like they succeeded last year, I expect them to improve. I want them to improve. If they're going to win the Big Ten again, they're going to have to improve. And if they can win the Big Ten, then they can, be, then they can win the, the national championship. That's what I think. But as far as other things, like you said, the Falcons, they're doing pr- quite good. And uh, they had a little assistance from a coordinator who uh, also coordinated the Cleveland Browns last year, Kyle Shanahan. All he's been, And all he had to do was just move Julio Jones around. And now Julio Jones cannot be stopped. One of the best wide receivers in the league, statistically. Well, I'll I tell you what, uh, you know, he's, he's the younger version of, of Megatron, uh, to be quite honest, big, strong receiver. Uh, but one thing about, I'm going to say this, Chef Julian, and before we move on to the Atlanta Falcons, let, let me stick a pin in there and say a little bit about the Ohio State uh, Buckeyes. Uh, I'll take what happened to the Ohio State Buckeyes and, and how they've been, you know, they've been, you know, kind of going through the mud this season. Uh, I take that as opposed to what Alabama has faced and what Oregon has faced, uh, you know, Hey, just win, baby. That's the bottom line. You're number one, and until you lose, you deserve to be the champion. Uh, and, and and to hold that you know position of the number one team in the country. So uh, I'm I'm happy for the Buckeyes. Again, it, you know the thing where they'll continue to learn 
uh, and just get better. The bottom line, I think what will happen with Ohio State, and I think it needs to happen with everybody and every team out there, is regardless of how good your players are, you have to be the type of coach that you make your players better, and you do that through coaching your players. So let, let, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns, and let, let's talk about the, you know, the Atlanta Falcons and the Cleveland Browns and that common denominator of Shanahan. You know, one thing about is you can't coach talent. Either you have it or you don't. If you have talent, you can coach players. But talent is something you have to have. It's an athletic gift that you have, that you work on it to perfect it. And if you don't have that, then you can't do it. We, we didn't have, well, I'm not going to say we didn't have a Julio Jones if, 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 if the receiver, which we have, could understand that it is, he does not live in uh, or is not permitted in the National Football League to just smoke marijuana whenever you want to. Perhaps maybe we might be, we might have our own version of Julio Jones. Uh, but we've got a receiver that spent more time, I believe, on the sidelines and in the stands than he has on the football field for us. And I don't even know if he's even part of the, you know, the, the future of the Cleveland Browns organization. But certainly Mike Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, you know, there's something else we might want to think about. You know, if Shanahan was here, uh, you know, the fact that he was able to move Julio Jones, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, he's able to move Julio Jones around. Uh, when, think about it, when Shanahan was in Cle, I'm, I'm sorry, he was in um, Washington. Uh, the first year that RG3 was there, he was extremely productive because he wasn't hurt. I believe Shanahan was there that year. Uh, and now Shanahan has come to Cleveland, and, you know, if he had all his tools when he was in Cleveland, you know, maybe he could have done something. Now he's down there in Atlanta, and he has some skilled athletes. I think that's the problem. In Cleveland, I think there could possibly be right now the fact that we're dealing with a lack of some skilled athletes. What do you think about that? See, what I think is Cleveland was lacking a personality trait that actually not a, not a personality trait. I meant a physical trait that uh, the Atlanta Falcons have. They have wide receivers with size. They don't. The tallest wide receiver that the that the Browns have is six foot, just six foot even. Julio Jones is six three. Uh, Roddy White, he's six four. You need to have. It, it doesn't help just to have some speed on your team. You need to have some power, and that's basically what Kyle Shanahan was dealing with when he was in uh, when he was in Cleveland. You know, they always were talking about when he's going to put Johnny Manziel in, so he had this problem where he had to make sure Brian Hoyer was happy, but he had to keep Menzel happy because the media was cheering him on, the media was hyping that up. But at the same time, he didn't also have the tools anywhere else other than the offensive line. Well, again, I, well, let me just say this. Um, I'm sorry, but if you give me Deshaun Jackson... I will take Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson is not 6'3". He's not 6'4". Uh, you give me Steve Smith, I'll take Steve Smith. Steve Smith is not 6'3", 6'4". Uh, you got to have a skill. You can't just be big and not have a skill. You know, you got to have uh, big wide receivers who can run good routes, who got good speed, who can catch the ball, and who play, you know, as if they're not scared, you know. And, and I, I think, again, I didn't see those type of talented receivers with the exception of the one guy, and I don't even want to give him any credit because, he, you know, he's not on the squad. He's not part of the team. You, you know, you, again, if you want to smoke marijuana, you, you, you demonstrate us that you had the ability that you could be perhaps maybe a superstar in this league. 
but you wanted to party, and, and Johnny had a little party attitude with him too, but I think Johnny's getting over that, you know, and so let's, let's move on, and let's, let's just say this about Johnny, because I think there's a little quiet communication that is starting to raise in terms of the volume, and I believe there's some players out there on the team that believe that, man, we need to go with Johnny. There's some guys that are saying, let's go with Johnny. What do you think about them? Listen, it's, you're only a rookie once in this league. After that, you're a veteran ball player. You, you've had a year or two to deal with your playbook. You should know your playbook. You know how to be a pro. You know there's a difference in being a college athlete and being a professional athlete. Johnny's ready to be a pro. Do you think it's time to, hey, man, let's just go, let's go with Johnny. We should have never pulled him out. Let's go with Johnny. I, I think I think it's time to go with Johnny Menzel, you know, and it's not because not only is it because he's the only person who started at quarterback with a win on that team. I mean, it's not just that; it's that Josh McCown. I I really think he's too old, and not only that, he's 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 like thirty five, but he he hasn't even had a full season where he started the entire season. He's been benched almost every single time he started the season out as a starter. And and, for, and, and, and Julian, you said that. You said age for one thing. Johnny Menzel was a young player one time, and now he's, he's, he's an older, mature player. He's demonstrating he can move the offense. He can, he can um, absorb the playbook. Uh, he can make exactly. the calls on the field. What is the reason why you think they would go back to you know to to, to Josh McCowan anyway? Once Johnny got see, that's what happens. We got about two minutes here, but that's what happens when you get a chance to play. You get on the field, and you're a younger player, and you're on to replace an older player who you know. It sometimes you're going to replace him anyway. If you get on and you do well, they don't go back to you. I mean, think about it. let's think about it. I don't know how many people here remember. The Tom Brady story. I, I don't know how many people here, you know, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers may be a, a little bit different, you know, with, with Brett Favre. But still, it was one of those things where there was a younger guy in waiting. And when that younger guy got on the field and he produced it, you know, it's like, well, the future is here now. So 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 why should we wait? So what we're going to do is we're going to come back and. um we're going to take a break, Chef Julian, but but I just want you to think about that during this break. And we're going to come back and say, hey, you know, that's how Aaron Rodgers got on the field. That's certainly how Tom Brady got on the field. Someone was hurt. Tom Brady got on, never got off. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Chef Julian's on the line with me, and we'll be back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
spies are especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me is today. Yes, Miss Steele, Paige Steele, dropped the mic. She did her Beyonce and her training day, which should be a training day. Um, you know, video of which the you know the big boy show showed to every young lady who would ever want to be in the business of sports journalism. She knocked it out the box with the interview that she did with Popovich. And it's one of those things, listen, it, it matters to me when I see people out there that are doing good, that are a great example for other people to look at and say, wow, maybe I could do that one day. Maybe I could be like Sage Steele. Well, she did everything except drop the mic like Beyonce did when she walked off stage, but she surely knocked it out the box. So Sage Steele matters to me today. But let, let, let me tell you what else what matters to me. As I said, it's week four. And uh, some things are going on that, you know, I mean, at the beginning of the show, I like to have a little bit of Homer in me when I can. So I, I want to talk a little bit about the teams that matter to me. Of course, the Ohio State Buckeyes, the Cleveland Browns and the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, we're going to close this out for a second here, but we're going to talk a little bit more about those Browns. The running game, Julian, the, can, can, you know, my good friend Wilbur Montgomery is the running back coach there. I know one of the guys we got rid of, ran him out of town from last year. Is, is the running game looking like it could be a solution to the problem of us winning some football games? Is there a chance that we can rely on the running game? Uh, absolutely. You know, um, I mean, really, I wanted before they started the season, I wanted them to sign Ray Wright. I mean, I'm, I get he, he that big scandal with him, but over the off season, he's been all he's been doing is working out, getting his body right, and uh, he was ready for this season. But I mean, I get how that would be a problem for most teams not wanting to risk it. But I think of all the teams that that has no reason not to risk it is the Cleveland Browns. What more do they have to lose? I mean, but I think right now they have Duke Johnson, uh, a little uh, a rookie from uh, from Miami. He's showing some promise. I think he's a little rusty still, but he's a rookie. I mean, he's going to get there. I think if, 
if they coach him right, he's going to be an all-around great running back. But, Julian, we, we're a quarter into the season almost after this game. We, we don't have time really for experimentation. Uh, the plan, you know, you get your plan ready in preseason and you come out, you, you establish your identity in the first game, second game for sure. You know, games three and four, you, you're on your way. People know who you are. When you show up, uh, they know what they got to defend against. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are still finding themselves in a position whereas, okay, uh, and, and I think this is something you have to do too. In that first quarter of the season, if there's something, you know, of which you have decided that this is going to be uh, the direction you're going to go and it doesn't work, you can make adjustments. The adjustments you make in the first quarter of the season can save the season. The adjustments that you make at the end of the season is for your future. So, you know, the time is now for the Browns to make some changes for this season. And in looking at that team, where do you see that some changes can be made, if they can be made, if it's a a more... um, if it's more geared towards them relying on the run instead of the pass, let's start making that change. If it's more that we're not blitzing enough on defense, let's do that. If our if our defensive backs are playing off the ball, they need to be more up, playing bump and run, let's do that. If if for some reason or another we're taking too many chances and we're blitzing too much and, and it's not working for us, we need to stop doing that. If it's, if it's in special teams, if we've got to get a punt returner, a kickoff returner, or a kicker or a field goal kicker, we've got to do that if it's play calling what is it that the Cleveland Browns can do now in this first quarter of the season that may save this season for them well I I seriously think they need to switch up their defensive uh, teams it's not the it's not uh, the way they're game planning it's the way they're going into the game in the beginning they need to adjust it they need to be Less aggressive with the blitz, you know they're getting they're getting crushed on uh, secondary. Joe Hayden isn't even looking like a shutdown corner anymore. Like they need to, they they really need to change their defensive schemes when coming into the game. I get I get later in the game you might want to switch it up because they're showing something different. But going into the game, first quarter towards in the into the second quarter, maybe just start with a different scheme and then go from there, you know. But uh, a defense is a, big, is a big problem for that. Secondly, I just think they really need to, they really need to bench Josh McCown and put in Johnny Mazzell. I mean, he's, he hasn't had the time. We haven't had the time to really show, see if he's better. But in that little amount of time, he's shown that he is better. He's the only person he's out of them – out of those two, he's he has the most passing touchdowns. He has the better completion percentage. I mean, he's and he's uh, made better decisions with the ball. He didn't throw. He hasn't. He's thrown less interceptions than Josh McCown, but he he doesn't. He he shows that he's been more consistent. Josh McCown showed no consistency. It took the fans. Screaming Johnny, Johnny, Johnny for them and for him to actually do something. Once they started uh, chanting Johnny Manziel, he came in and threw two touchdown passes his first two of the season. And I'm and I just seriously think it's sad that uh, the fans have to boo him for him to really do something. But it was too late for him to do anything because 
by the time it was time for him to really get down to business, he showed the type of quarterback he is and threw that interception to Charles Wilson at the end of the game. Well, I, I just want to say this, and, and certainly, you know, fans have the right to to chant and cheer and say and do whatever they they want to do. But one thing that coaches can't do is the coaches like the players. The, they certainly have to block out what they hear. You know, you, you can't let it affect your decision-making on the field and, and your play on the field as a player. But you block it out, you ignore it, but you hear it. So you, you, you don't let it influence your decisions in terms of coaching and who you play. And as a player, you can't let it influence your play. But I can certainly say this. I, I can say that a coach, when he watches film, he is not going to see anything different than what fans are seeing in the stadium. And certainly those of us uh, out there who, who may have a device that allows you to, to stop, pause, you know, replay, stop, pause, replay, stop, pause, replay. That's all they're doing in the film room. And so he's seeing the same things that we're seeing. The results are no different, except when he looks at that film, he knows that there is a chance that I, I'm in this seat where I can, I can make a decision. The fans can't make that decision. He can make a decision. So it's, it's really going to come down, and it comes a point in time where the GM will sit down with coaches, and coaches can go to GMs and say, you know, by the way, see, see GMs fire coaches. Coaches don't fire GMs. So, and coaches play with the talent that the GM picks for them in the draft and in the free agency and sometimes if you're the head coach you may have the control of all that like they do in Philadelphia with Chip Kelly making all the personnel decisions but when you've got a GM then you've got to play with the talent that he brings to your team so there's nobody on that team that the coach should be fearful of playing with because that talent is what the GM brought to you to equip you with to put on the field so if for some reason or another, there's somebody out there that you want to put in the game, understand that the GM brought that talent to the field. The GM must feel that that talent has an ability. In most cases, the quarterback position is the only position in the National Football League where you really actually go out and bring somebody in to be a backup. Most of the other positions, you can, you can, you're competing. I will say that quarterback truly is a position where most of the time there's no uncertainty about who the starting quarterback. You know who your starting quarterback is. I think that is something that I might want to talk about at the end of the show about what's going on down there at Ohio State, but that's another thing. But I will say this. Uh, it's time, and, and it will be time, for a decision to be made in, in Cleveland. And, and, and what the hell? You bought Johnny Manziel in there to be a starter. You bought him in there to be, you know, to sell tickets, which he has. And, and you know, every now and then we see a little bit of Johnny Manziel and we, we think Russell Wilson. I certainly do. And I think it's just, there's, there's nothing, there's not going to be a thing wrong with making that decision. Nobody will fault them to make that decision. And there was a time where I didn't believe that Johnny could come in and do what would be necessary for him to do in the National Football League because he had those issues, and they showed up on the field. But now he's gotten rid of the issues that he has, and he's playing like he's an NFL player as opposed to a reckless, abandoned college kid who hasn't grown up. 
He's shown that he's grown up. He's matured. And I think it's that time. We're going to take a break, Julie. We're going to come back and talk about something else other than the Cleveland Browns because we're listening. Or you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network and that sports. So we're going to talk some other sports. We'll be right back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Sage Steele, she stole the show. She had an interview today with Pop, and it was a sports version of Training Day. It was a sports version of Training Day. I mean, she showed everybody in the world out there that is of, um, you know, uh, a female or, or a female who like to be um, in the industry of uh, sports journalism, uh, this is how you do it, <laughs> you know, and did the Beyonce. The only thing she didn't do was drop the mic, but it was just outstanding. I am just happy. I'm pleased uh, because, you, you know, you want everybody to have their dignity when they do their job. And this lady did her job and she just was she was outstanding. So uh, that matters to me. And, uh you know, I just wanted to throw that out there for all those uh, young ladies out there who aspire to someday be in a part of sports journalism. Uh, take a look at Sage Steele, her interview with Pop. And that's it. That's that's your training day uh, material. You look at that every day of your life and you say, I want to be like her one day and I'm going to get it done. So uh, let me go on, Matt. I got to say something about because Muscle Man. Muscle Man, the referee, uh, and I can't think of his name right now. He happy, He's an attorney here in Phoenix. Uh, I just can't think of his name off the top of my head, but who happened Ed to... Ed Hockley. Uh, uh, Ed Ed is right here in Phoenix, Arizona. For Ed to say to Cam Newton, and, and there's no doubt, if you see Cam's reaction, if he didn't say that, then Cam should have come up with something else. I mean, how does Cam come up with that line, stick with that line, repeat that line anytime, anyplace, anywhere to anybody ask him that question, 
and, and, and then you look at his reaction. And then if Ed didn't say that, then Ed, tell me what you could have said to, 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 to have someone react to whatever it was that you said in the form and fashion which Cam Newton did. Now, for him to say to Cam Newton that you're not old enough to get that call, come on, man, really? You can't say that to any player. You, no player has to be any age. Now, we understand, because this is, first of all, this is not basketball. We understand in basketball there are superstars in the league that, that get calls. LeBron is enjoying the status of a superstar. Michael Jordan obviously enjoyed the status of a superstar. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Kareem, all those men enjoyed the status and the liberties that come along with being a superstar in their leagues. Cam Newton plays a position of quarterback. You can't touch the quarterback in the National Football League. Cam, to get that call, what did you think about that when you heard that, Chef Julian? Well, to be honest, I, I, I thought... I seriously think Ed Hockley said that to him because the way, if you look at him, it stopped, it shocked Cam Newton so bad that he literally stopped and looked at him for a split second thinking, wait, did you really just say that? Like, he looked at him like, wait, what? He, 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 it caught him so much by surprise. That's, that's really the only thing he could have said to him that could have made a person like that just stop. I've never really seen people who said something so shocking. It just made a person stop and do nothing and just sit there in shock. Like, it's it's very rare to see that. But if it does happen, odds are they said what they heard. What they heard and they told you what they heard, odds are they said that. And I, and I seriously think Ed Hockley said that. And there's no way... There's no reason that you should ever get a call because of your age. Peyton Manning shouldn't get uh, shouldn't get calls that Marcus Mariota wouldn't get, or Jameis Winston Winston wouldn't get. That's just wrong to me. Yeah, and that and that basically is what Cam said. You know, Cam said, came out and said, you know, wow, you know, I certainly feel bad for anybody who is a rookie and Ed Hercules, uh, Hercules or Hercules or Muscle Man is referring your game and you're is it just a quarterback position or is it is it any position if somebody hits uh steve smith uh, uh you know hard or 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 uses a little extra uh you know physicality in the tackle is that gonna get steve smith you know a flag a 15 yard personal foul well, i mean what is that going to do you know he, he's a wide receiver and he's up there in age as a matter of fact I, you know steve is steve is just so amazing to me because there are young men coming out of college that are 20 years old, 21 years old, and can't beat that man out of his position. You know, he just, I mean, really, he may go down as one of the greatest of all time. He, he may be looking at some Hall of Fame stuff there because, uh, you know, I think he's won a Super Bowl with them as well. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with you. And, and here's the thing that makes it so interesting is that Ed, Ed Hockley's, uh, Ed, of course, who is an attorney, <laughs> and, and God forbid this would have to be brought up by the league, and it should it, it should be in review by the league. I believe it is now. Roger Goodell does not want to deal with another issue where he's got to go into the court against somebody else who's an attorney because he's going to lose again. And Ed Hockley is going to say to him, "You can't prove you know you know what are you going to bring in a, a lip reader to say that this is what I said." I don't think 
Roger wants to find himself in that position, but Roger's got to have some kind of conversation with this man who's been accused of telling Cam Newton that he is just too young to get that call. When your quarterback position is, you know, it's the face of your game. You know, they are the most uh, well-protected athletes on the field. We all get upset about it. But we know it as a written rule, unwritten rule, I'm sorry. And some of it is written because there's some things that you can and cannot do. That was a written rule, you know, that obviously, you know, Cam was out of the pocket. Uh, and I guess he's a runner at that time. But still, it went beyond the amount of steps that's available for you to hit somebody once they've thrown the ball. So I, that, that's just, uh, you know, we're going to move on from that because I don't want to spend too much time on that uh, because that's something. But I did want to give it some. But l- let's move on in terms of the... the I don't even want to go to the power rankings. I want to go straight to Aaron Rodgers. I want to go to Aaron Rodgers. I want to go to Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady both are playing probably at a level better than they've ever played. Uh, is it? Is I mean, are we seeing a preview of what could be the Super Bowl already? I mean, could it be Green Bay and the Patriots? I mean, I, I don't know who you had at the beginning of the season, Julian, but, but what we're seeing from these two right now I don't see any other quarterbacks performing as good as they are. Tom Brady's team put up, what, 51 points? How the hell do you put up 50 points in the National Football League against another NFL team? But, but, but let's speak to those two quarterbacks and, and their teams, the way they're performing. Is this a possible preview or is this too early to think that they could possibly go ahead and make a run, not an undefeated run or anything of that nature, but that these two teams might be the two teams we see in Super Bowl 50? I have no doubt in my mind this could be another Super Bowl. This could be the Super Bowl, uh, the Super Bowl matchup that we're going to see: Green Bay versus New England Patriots. I, I seriously think they might go to San Francisco and meet each other for Super Bowl Fifty One for Super Bowl Fifty. Um, but one thing I got to I got to admit, I did earlier during the playoffs. I said that the Last year's playoffs, I said that the playoffs would be the Brady and Rodgers show. Now, I didn't think that Brady was going to beat the Seahawks. I mean, I didn't think that Rodgers was going to beat the Seahawks, I'm sorry, which they didn't. But I knew that Brady would get to the Super Bowl, and I knew that he was going to ball out the whole playoffs. But this year, I was thinking the same thing. It's going to be the Brady and Rodgers show. You know, they're, they're going to talk about them all, all year. I think that the that the Patriots could might just go undefeated this year. I don't I don't know about the Patriots about the Packers. They might get upset. They might get some uh, bad calls their way late in the games and not not get the win. But Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, they're playing out of their minds right now. Uh, they might you know Aaron Rodgers might have not have the statistics that could go along with being the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, maybe one of the greatest quarterbacks. But if you think about it, he set out for his first three or four years behind Brett Favre. Take that away, he he has about, he averages, he probably has as many yards, as many completions, as many touchdowns as Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or Joe Montana had at his age. But, I, I seriously think, yeah, this might just be a Super Bowl uh, matchup very well in in February. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting that you said that, that last year uh, you had it down that you thought it would be that Super Bowl, of which, of course, Aaron Rodgers didn't make it. 
and to be quite honest, uh, you know, Tom Brady won that Super Bowl, uh, and it was a mistake of which Russell Wilson has paid dearly for. Uh, but uh, I'm not so sure that last year that Russell Wilson, you know, didn't play better than those guys when the game when it was needed for him to play one time in that Super Bowl, and it's the most important time ever. Uh, he made a mistake that that has cost him him dearly. But I, I'm I'm going to be like you. I mean, based upon what I see from these teams now, again, chemistry is extremely important. Um, of course, that the Seahawks were having some chemistry problems because, uh, of course, you know, a couple of big fellows that they uh, had on the Legion of Boom weren't there to help them out, uh, and 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 they were sacrificed. Uh, they cost them, uh, you know, games. So. Um, I, I like the way Green Bay is playing. I like the way the, the, the Patriots are playing. Uh, the undefeated season from either one of them is not really that important to me because what really happens is it, it really does come down to, uh, you know, one game. When, when it comes time and you, once you make that play, those playoffs, all those other games really does, it don't make a difference. Not, it don't, I don't care what your record is. If you make it, there's a team that could possibly make it win a division at 8-8. Eight and eight. The, the Browns did it years ago. Uh, they 8-8 eight, eight and, eight and could slip in and then next thing you know could win a Super Bowl. Uh, because once you make it to the playoffs, you know, getting to the big dance is what counts. And, 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 and on the Big Boy Show, Stephen A. Smith said it too. It's like, you want those teams, you know, when you say that they, you know, almost did it. You know, almost is getting to the NFC and AFC championship games. Anything beyond that. The expectation is a good team is supposed to make the playoffs. That doesn't count, you know, for a good year. A good team it should make it to that NFC or AFC championship and should basically find themselves in a position where it's going down to the wire and, uh, you know, either they win or they lose to go to the Super Bowl. So uh, that's what I expect. Anything less than that from these two teams right here for the AFC and the NFC championships – uh, that they either win or take it down to the wire, I think would be somewhat of a disappointment. Would you agree? We got about a, a, a minute, uh, let's say about 30 seconds quickly. Uh, would you agree if they don't go at least that far, would it be disappointing for these two these two teams? I think if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, if the Patriots don't make it to the Super Bowl, it's a disappointment for them. If the Packers don't make it to the conference championship. It's a disappointment for them. But, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a disappointment if they don't make It's not the conference uh, title. It's not the Super Bowl, the conference championship game. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I'm, I'm going to think about that, Julian, because I know uh, Tom Brady and, and the Patriots have been through a lot. And with all those things, for them to be able to – to somehow put that aside and be and be laser focused to the point where they could go to the Super Bowl and win it. Um, I mean, we, we're going to have to start thinking about them a little different because we, we're still thinking about them in a way <laughs> of which we still think they're cheating, and um, you know, and that's what's uh, been able to help them perform in the way in which they have. But we're going to take a break. We're going to come back for our last segment. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Got Chef Julian along with me. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Miss Mrs. Sage Steele is what matters. She just knocked it out the box this morning on the Big Boy Show. She interviewed Pop, and it was one of those things. It's a classic. If you're if you're seriously interested in sports journalism and the profession and, and how to go about your business of doing your job and your particularly you happen to be a female, this young lady just put together uh, in real time, uh, and it was uh, a live interview. Uh, it was not staged, uh, but she uh, put together an interview of which should be shown in every class of any uh, young woman that is interested in sports journalism. She just was as professional as you could be. Uh, all those things that they want women to be on television, she was all that and more, and it was Effortless, she just did it natural. So, with that being said, Sage still okay. Now let, let's let's talk about these power rankings. You know, Chef Julian. You know, from the bottom to the top. Okay, uh, somebody's got to be interested. And in, certainly, you don't want to be at the bottom. But I don't even really want to talk a whole lot about those that are that are at the bottom. But but we're but we're going to do it for the simple reason is that what we what we like to do is uh, we like to let people know in case you're wondering where your team is at. If you ain't seen them in a while, they're at the bottom of the barrel. Chef Julian, at the bottom, we're going to start with the bottom. We, we, we didn't even give them a whole lot of time, but we're just going to let people know where their team's at. At the bottom, we got number 32 coming in at. 
Uh, that is the Chicago Bears. And, that, and that, listen, Jay Cutler has been a disappointment for the Chicago Bears. I don't care if he's hurt, whatever. You know, the Chicago Bears, I think it's time to cut. Cut. You know, you got to move on. You, you know, your quarterback ain't getting it done. You know, the, the, the Bears is just, it's been a disappointment. That That's a team that expects to win. So you got the Bears at number 32, number 31. Uh, the, New England, the New Orleans Saints. And the New Orleans Saints, okay. Drew Brees, uh, listen, the fact of the matter is uh, if Drew Brees is injured, and in which he is, he's going to be missing a few games, but it's next man up. You know, your depth has to be sometimes if it's a competition – and you're saying that these positions are competitive, which I've told you, you know, the only one that really isn't is your quarterback because the quarterback is the starter. You plan on him being here all the time. But when the next man steps up, the quality of the team should not be that we're going to tank it. If the New Orleans Saints thought that they should be in a position where they want to be going uh, on a Super Bowl run, because your quarterback goes down, should not have you at number 31 in the National Football League. Number 30 is... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Listen, Jameis Winston, he's a rookie, okay? Uh, and so, you know, you got a rookie quarterback. You got a quarterback of the future. Uh, we don't expect him to come in and, and, and just be lights out his first year. We ex- we expect him to be able to, to do something. He's won a game. Uh, uh, but at the same time, we know Tampa Bay's got, you know, some things to work on this year. We didn't expect them. So let's go with number 29. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, listen, you know, a long time ago we thought Tim Tebow was your answer, <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't. And we really don't know what the answer is for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but we're going to wish you well. You're still in the National Football League. you got to get better, though. Come on, let's, let's, let's go to the next one. At number 28, right? And number 28 is the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers have no business being down there. No no, no, no reason whatsoever. they just got to play better. Uh, you know, you beg your pardon? You think so? Uh, you think they should be that low with with a quarterback like they yes, got? I do. Oh no! They've, they've been a disappointment. They got rid of all of us players. They either retired. Their best players either retired or did not want to take their crap anymore. They're just—they were sick of losing. Well, they got rid of the. They got rid. Listen, they got rid. They got rid of the coach. Colin Kaepernick isn't that good of a quarterback. I mean, he did better than Alex Smith. That's what the problem is. To be honest. 49ers should be even lower. Well, I'm going to tell you this. 49ers have some potential on that team. I, You know, to say that Cap isn't that good, I don't know. I would say Cap is a good quarterback. Uh, Cap can throw every ball. You know, Cap, is he's mobile. You know, he's an intelligent guy. Uh, there's no reason. And they got a running game. You know, they should have a running game. You know, there's no reason why the 49ers shouldn't be a better football team. Now, I understand the fact that they've lost some people. And, and to lose your people and your coach at the same time, yeah. But there's a standard. You know, that, that, that's a team that has won Super Bowls. And so th- there are certain expectations you have of certain teams. I mean, we talk about the Cleveland Browns, of which I played for. And, and you know, they're one of the teams that have never won a Super Bowl. And and so we're hoping and praying, but we don't expect the Cleveland Browns because they've never won it. We expect the San Francisco 49ers to compete for their division and to go deep into the playoffs. And if you've got the same quarterback that took you there before, you should be competing for a, a run at the Super Bowl. So let's go to the next one. Uh, the Washington Washington Redskins. And, and the Washington Redskins. Okay, and we're at what, about uh, number 26 right now, 27? Where are we at? 
27. 27. The Washington Redskins at 27. Okay, uh, you know, the Washington Redskins, they, they're, they're so low because that's how low they are in their division. You know, the fact of the matter is the Washington Redskins is just, you know, it's mayhem there. You know, the quarterback situation, you know, again, the guys, uh, the quarterback supposedly of the future of their team, uh, RG3, is not going to be the quarterback of the future of their team. You know, some of their other other weapons are, you know, is they're hurt. Um, you know, Deshaun Jackson, you know, you, 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 he takes the top off of every, every team that he's up against. Uh, but I'm not going to make an excuse for the Washington Redskins either. They got to, they got to play better. That, that's just the bottom line. That's another uh, storied franchise over there, multiple Super Bowl wins, and you expect them to win. And I'm, I'm not going to give them any excuses. I think they are going to finish last in the NFC East. And, uh, you know, they're probably looking forward to next year already. So let's go to the next one. The Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns is we we already talked about the Cleveland Browns. We spent enough time on them. The Browns got to make it happen. They got to make some decisions right now. You know, for this year, you got to save this year. We got three minutes, Julian. So let's go to the next one. Uh, the Detroit Lions are at number twenty-five. And I'm gonna let you talk a little about the Detroit Lions. Do you think the Detroit Lions are you know at twenty-five? I mean, first of all, Detroit Lions. There's something wrong. I don't care. You don't give up one of the best players in the National Football League. <laughs> you just don't do that. To be honest, I think I think the uh, Detroit Lions have the most potential out of the 0-3 teams. I know that's sad to say, but uh, I think if they had uh, a chance, they could definitely turn their season around. Well, if they'll, they'll have a chance because they got 13 more games. We'll see what happens. Let's go to the next. Oh, Chef Julian. Well. Uh, yeah, yeah. The next one is the Tennessee Titans. And the Tennessee Titans, okay, well, again, we got a young quarterback there, you know, showed some potential, won a game. Uh, but, again, I, you, you just don't expect, um, you know, for him to really perform and the team to perform that well. Uh, we we got two minutes, Chef Julie. Let's jump up to number 10, and let's take it down from there. We're going to 10 is number – 10 is who? I'm sorry. The number 10, number 10 is the Buffalo Bills. And the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills, well, hey, the Buffalo Bills are doing some things that I'm a little excited about, the Buffalo Bills. So I'm not going to say anything bad about the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they're doing some good things, and I expect good things out of them. I expect them to be there in the playoffs hunt right at the end of the season. Number nine. Number nine is the Carolina Panthers. And the Carolina Panthers, what do you think about the Carolina Panthers there, Chef Julian? I think they should be higher. I think they're the top, one of the top five best teams in the uh, league right now. All righty. Okay, so let's go to the next one then. Uh, the number eight is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you think about Michael Vick now and the Pittsburgh Steelers' chances of making the playoffs with Michael Vick, in fact, you know, to have to carry them for the next few weeks until Big Ben gets back? They got great wide receivers. They got a great running back. They got a great offensive line. All he has to do is manage that clock. I think the running back needs to realize that you need to go north and south and not east and west. The, uh, everybody who has a running back needs to understand it's north and south now. You cannot outrun these linebackers and these defensive linemen. You got to go mano on mano and take the ball straight ahead. Uh, let's go to number three because we only got one minute left. Number three. Number three is the Green Bay Packers. And the Green Bay Packers, I think, should be at least number one or two, but we know they're not. So number two is the Arizona Cardinals. And you think what about those Arizona Cardinals? I seriously think they could. They are the number two best team in the in the league. I mean, I would. I mean, I'm kind of pushing uh, Green Bay ahead of them at times. I'm kind of thinking, what are you thinking? But I mean. Carson Palmer is playing like he's 20. Okay. And everybody else is almost 20 other than Larry Fitzgerald that's playing on that team, and they are not stopping. They're, they're playing like 
They're playing like a Super Bowl winning team. Yeah. Well, okay, I'll tell you what, their defense has been playing lights out. You know, Honey Badger, I've always liked him since he came out of LSU, been doing a great job here, and the team is doing extremely well. And, of course, we know uh, we know the golden boy, Tom Brady, and the New England Patriots are number one. And what do we expect? They should be. They deserved it. They are the number one team in this power ranking this week. We'll see what happens next week. You've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Chef Julian in the Hall of Fame City will be back with me next week. Make sure you come back. So I'll see you next time, which would be the best time. you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.